I don't think that you should go through your whole life just waking up because your alarm goes off and getting ready for work and going into work, counting down the hours until you can go home. And when you go home, you're able to do the things that you want to do. Sometimes you just got to like take that risk and like do that thing that you want to do. And like you might be unsuccessful. But like sometimes you you just got to try it and you'll fail sometimes and then you'll succeed other times. And like, yeah, you never know unless you try. Hey, you guys, what is up? Welcome back to another episode of the Say Yes To You podcast. My name is Ange, and today we're going to be keeping things a little bit more lighthearted, happy, upbeat, good vibes, all of that stuff, because I feel like my last episode was a little bit heavier. I talked about mental health, my most recent diagnosis, and things along the lines of that. And I also know that I've been going through some of my own things over the past couple weeks, so I haven't sound the happiest, I would say, just like reflecting back on how my own voice has sounded in my most recent episodes. When I listen to other people's podcasts, like I love Happy Hour with Gretchen Garrity, and Gretchen always sounds so happy and smiley and upbeat when she records, and I'm just like, damn, like I really need to get better at that myself. I'm not comparing, I'm not playing the comparison game, but yesterday, like I literally listened to her podcast as I was laying outside tanning on my driveway, and I was just like, wow, I would love if people could lay outside and tan on their driveway or go for a walk, for a drive like I would love if you could do that thing and listen to my podcast and I feel like if I keep doing episodes that are really heavy and hard-hitting while those topics are important to discuss and I'm definitely going to talk about the hard things I also would like to do some light-hearted things too and just improve on sounding a little bit happier a little bit more light-hearted so that you can take me and my podcast into your everyday life while you do something light-hearted I would love if you felt better and you felt more uplifted and empowered and inspired after listening to all of my episodes. So with that being said, if you're listening to this right now, I would absolutely love it if you would pause and take a screenshot of this episode and put it on your Instagram story and tag me at JustAngeMarie and just let me know that you're listening to today's episode so I could personally reach out to you and give you a huge thank you for listening in today and hopefully you will get something out of today's episode that will make you feel happier and more upbeat and empowered and inspired as as you go about the rest of your weekend or the week ahead. So as I said, I'm feeling pretty happy and upbeat today, which is really, really good. I woke up at 4.30 this morning again, and that is because I am playing around with the new mood stabilizer that I'm taking. It's called Abilify. It was prescribed to me by my psychiatrist, and I started taking this a few weeks ago, and I'm realizing recently that it takes about six hours to kick in, so I'm thinking like, what time should I take it at night in order for it to kick in so that I can get up at not two or three in the morning, but like 4.35 or six is okay. So that is why I got up at 4.30 this morning. I did my morning routine. I did all of my things. That's going to be another episode coming up in the very near future. So I'm not going to get too much into my morning routine, but I just wanted to talk about something super cool that I put together this morning. I have normally been going outside in the morning and meditating and stretching and doing a little bit of a yoga flow. Sometimes I will follow a video. Sometimes I will just listen to my body and flow with my body and do whatever feels good. And then the other day, I literally taught myself yoga for like 20 minutes. And I was like, wow, that's really cool. I didn't know that I was capable of doing that, but I just gave it a try and it went really well. So this morning, though, I put together something really great and I went outside on my yoga mat and the sun was literally coming up. It was around like 630, 640. It was so beautiful outside. And I sat down on my yoga mat and I opened up the Calm app, which is what I use for meditation. This is not an ad, not sponsored. I just love this app so much. All you have to do is open up the app and then press play on the daily calm. Sit down in a position that's comfortable for you, straight spine, start breathing and sit there with your breath for like 10 minutes. And you're usually only sitting with your breath for like seven to eight minutes because the first minute or two is guided and then the last two to three minutes are guided as well. So there's very few minutes that are actually silent, but I love the Calm app. So I did my daily Calm meditation. And then after that, I found a stretching video on YouTube, just like a 10 minute stretch. And then after that, I found a 10 minute fire vinyasa flow. So in total, I did a 30 minute routine, which was not a workout routine, but it was meditation, stretching, and a quick flow of yoga that was pretty fast and upbeat. So it got me sweating a little bit. It got my heart rate up. And after doing that for 30 minutes, I was like, holy shit, this is my new thing. And I don't 
don't know why people don't do that more. And I think it's because there is such a stigma right now, especially being a female on social media, whether you are in middle school, high school, college, graduated college. I feel like there is just a stigma between the ages of, I would say like 16 to 30 or so, I guess, where it's like workout, 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 workout. Like you have to be doing intense workouts all the time. There are just so many workout guides and workout things out there right now that kind of make it seem like your workout has to be super intense and you have to go all in and all out or else your workout isn't worthy or else you didn't do something that was good enough for the day. And I'm not being critical because I used to be like this even like a couple months ago. I'm just recently kind of getting out of that. Right now for me, it just works super well to do something like meditating and then stretching and then yoga. And that's like a 30 minute routine in itself. And it's good for your mental health. It's good for your physical health. Like literally during my meditation, I was thinking about the fact that like I'm sitting here right now and I'm doing something that's good for my brain and my nervous system and my respiratory system and my breath and my anxiety and my depression. I was like, holy shit, like literally sitting here meditating right now in this present moment, I am doing so many good things for myself. And the coolest thing is that I was just sitting there breathing and not even moving. It's like the reverse effect where like intense workouts, you have to be moving and going hard as shit the whole time. But then something like meditation or stretching or yoga, like you don't have to go balls to the wall. You can just like flow and be mindful and be one with your breath and with movement. And you know, it just feels really good. It works really well for me. So that was like a super great part of my morning routine. And I'm not plugging myself, but if this is something that you'd be interested in, I did post about this on my Instagram today. And I made a playlist on YouTube with a free meditation, the stretching video that I used and the vinyasa flow video that I used. So if you would want to try this 30 minute routine of mindfulness, just send me a direct message on Instagram. If you're somebody that's interested in maybe slowing down too, like I did, where you want to get out of less intense movement and into slower movement, let's talk about that. Or if you just want the playlist for free, I will send you the link and you can give this a try and then let me know how you feel after. That is kind of a good segue into what I'm going to be talking about today. I have an interview today. It's with my friend Allison Jury. Allison is an ISSA certified personal trainer and she is a former physique competitor. So Allison and I met for the first time in high school when we were both sophomores. I went to an all-girls private Catholic high school. Fun fact if you didn't know that. And Allison went to a public high school near my house and I got concert tickets for one of my friends for her birthday but she ended up not feeling well and not being able to go with me and I literally like tweeted or something. I was like I have concert tickets to Young the Giant like I still really want to go. Does anybody want to go with me? I have an extra ticket and Allison replied and she was like I'll go and I was like all right, cool. And we went and saw Young the Giant, but I had such bad social anxiety and we were both so awkward. But that was one of the first times we hung out. And then from then on, we were always just like acquaintances, people that knew each other through social media. And because of that, I stayed connected with Allison through Instagram and a couple years went by and I ended up seeing her first go to college and then join a sorority. And then after that phase of her life, I saw her go into fitness, like deep dive, into competing. And I was like, whoa, like this is really cool. It wasn't something that I was ever interested in doing myself, but watching somebody else do it that I just once knew was like an average human being, watching her dive into that and go literally all in with competing, I just found that so fascinating. So I basically watched her fitness journey through Instagram as many people shamelessly do now. We just kind of watch each other's lives when people post about things day in and day out. We do follow them and we do watch it and that's normal and that's what I did with her fitness journey. I swear this was literally one of the reasons why I wanted to start this podcast. I don't know if Allison knows that but I remember when I thought of Say Yes to You and starting this podcast a couple weeks ago, Allison was one of the very first people that I thought of. I forced myself to take out a notebook and pen and just write down 10 plus ideas of interviews that I wanted to do because as I said, I feel like everybody out there, including you listening to this right now, has some 
own kind of a say yes to you story. And Allison was one of the people that came to mind when I was writing down my first 10 podcast ideas before I even started it. I was like, I would love to interview her and do a say yes to being a big physique competitor, something along the lines of that, and just literally have a laid back conversation with her and hear her story about saying yes to taking that chance in life and how that transformed her body and her mindset and her entire life over the past couple years. So that is what today's episode is about and I am literally so excited to talk to Allison. I have been awaiting this conversation for weeks so I'm going to give Allison a call now and we're going to jump right into the interview. Is it okay if I like sip coffee during it? Would that be like (laughs) I have my oat milk latte right here so if I'm sipping coffee you better be sipping coffee with me. (laughs) Okay (laughs) I'll do it when I'm not talking. Allison, if you first just want to introduce yourself and kind of give people a little bit of background information about you, who are you and what are you up to in life right now? My name is Allison. I am 22 years old. My birthday is actually tomorrow, but by the time you guys are hearing this, I'll be 23. And I'm originally from Kennett Square, Pennsylvania. That's how Angie and I met. And then I went to school in North Carolina. I got a degree in accounting. And then I decided that's not really what I wanted to do. So once I graduated, I sort of like a gap year, moved back home. I got certified as a personal trainer, did a lot of competing in bodybuilding competitions, and then decided that I wanted to move. And so I moved to Austin, Texas with my best friend, Kelsey, back in March, right before this whole pandemic happened. And then here we are. So I'm living in Austin, Texas with my friend Kelsey and just kind of living life, trying to figure out what I'm doing. So let's start with college and why you picked the college that you picked and what your life in college was like. I went to school at University of North Carolina, Wilmington, so this little beach town in North Carolina. And in high school, I feel like I was I was extremely preppy. I was decked out to the nines in like Lily Pulitzer, J. Crew, Vineyard Vines, like all that. I really cared about like being preppy and being well dressed and that sort of what drew me to the South. I only looked at schools in the South because I, I wanted a new environment. I wanted to experience a different part of the country and a different culture, honestly, because the culture down there is a little actually a lot different and chose UNC Wilmington just because it felt more laid back it was like more chill vibes and I could really see myself like thriving there and I met my roommate on Facebook we had like a little close group of friends in our dorm that we always went out with we all went through sorority rush I ended up joining a sorority my freshman year first semester and that sort of like pushed me in the trajectory of like going out all the time yeah that was like basically my focus of freshman year was like going out all the time I really did nothing else besides that and like hang out with my sorority friends I didn't like join any other clubs or anything my friends were exclusively in my sorority and granted I did like my academics and everything and my philanthropy through them which kept me really busy what happens from majoring in accounting to graduating and realizing I don't want to do accounting, I want to pursue personal training and competing? I took a bunch of accounting classes in high school, actually. It was an option for an elective. And rather than taking like cooking, I took accounting all four years. I was really good at it. Like I didn't really have to try to get good grades in that class. The numbers sort of just came naturally to me. And I loved the challenge of like finding errors and whatnot. It really went along with like my type A personality of being like very organized very methodical so then when I got to college that's like really the only thing I saw myself doing so I declared my major early and made this whole like plan of like which classes I was going to take and everything so I was taking accounting classes my very first year in college and then my family was in finance like my dad's in finance my mom was a project manager and then my brother was a finance major in college as well so it sort of like ran in the family and I guess I was sort of afraid to like branch out and do anything else. The summer after my freshman year, I had always wanted to live in the beach town that I had grown up going to every summer, Long Beach Island. And we had a house there, so I decided to like leave my hometown behind, I guess, for the summer. And so I just moved to Long Beach Island, New Jersey. And I lived in my beach house for the summer. And I worked at a surf shop. And I was like, oh, this is going to be so great. Like I'm going to meet so many friends. And someone's going to teach me how to surf. And I'm going to find like the love of my life. He's going to be this surfer beach boy. Basically, we're trying to do Outer Banks and meet our John B and have our life go that way, but... Yeah, that did not happen. (laughs) Seriously, that's like literally when I was watching that show, that's what I... 
I was like, that is what I wanted when I was a freshman in college. That was my whole idea. But in reality, I just worked a lot and then I had nothing to do in my free time. So I decided, you know what? Obviously, I had gained some weight freshman year, which I was not used to, which I probably needed to gain weight, honestly, because I was pretty skinny growing up. Like I was as athletic. I was a dancer and a runner. So like, I feel like I was pretty pretty lean. I probably needed to gain a little bit of weight. I joined um, this is like really small like local gym. It's like someone had turned a, a beach house into a gym, and I chose it instead of like one of the larger gyms because it was like a very non intimidating environment, and it was mainly like older people that went there. There weren't a lot of like young people my age that went there. So for someone who was like really never weightlifted before and like kind of was embarrassed. <laughs> It was a great environment for me to, like, test things out and, like, learn my way through the gym without, like, jumping into, like, a 24-hour fitness or, like, a gold gym, like, something that's very big and, like, corporate and intimidating. And I think that if I had joined any other gym besides that one, I don't think I'd be where I'm at today because it would have I probably would have just, like, gotten overwhelmed and given up. I just started going to the gym every day after work. I actually started tracking macros at that time as well because I followed all these fitness influencers on YouTube, would watch all their videos, and they would talk about competing and tracking macros, and, like, this is how you'll see the results the fastest is by tracking your macros and making sure you're eating enough protein and all this stuff. So when I first started working out is when I first started tracking macros and when I was exposed to the world of bodybuilding and competing. And so then when I went back to school in the fall, it was, like, I sort of thought about changing my major, but I didn't really tell anybody. And so I just like continued through the year. And then by my junior year, I was like too far into the accounting program that if I switched to like exercise science or something, I would have been, I would have been starting a whole four year degree over again from the start. So I just, that's why I just stuck with accounting. And then when I graduated is when I like shifted my focus to becoming a personal trainer. So I am basically on the same exact wavelength as you because I majored in communications at Cabrini where I went to college because my mom has a job in marketing communications. My brother went to LaSalle in Philadelphia and he majored in communications. It just kind of like ran in my blood and same exact thing. It came easy to me. Photography and video and all of that. Like I did all of that in high school too. So going to Cabrini and majoring in communications, I was like, this is a no-brainer. I'm just going to do that because that runs in my family and it comes easily to me. Halfway through college, also going into junior year, I was like, this really sucks because if I could change my major to exercise science, I would. And I tried to tack on an exercise science minor my second semester of my junior year, but it was way too much. Like I could not mentally handle it on top of everything else I was doing, but I'm completely there with you just having that thought of like it really sucks that halfway through you can think of another path that you would love to pursue but it's too late when you think of that thing that you actually really want to do and you actually really want to pursue how did you start pursuing fitness once you graduated college and how did you change paths and really like dive fully into that and how did you like confidently shift gears and start following something that you were more passionate about that summer after my freshman year is actually when I created my fitness page on Instagram. Well, I decided that I was going to compete and I feel like I was pretty open about it with like my people from high school and like people from college. There was just like this switch in me that was like, okay, I need something more. Like I was already pushing myself in the gym and I wanted to just take it to the next level, I guess, and like really see what I could do. So my junior year of college in the fall is when I started with a coach. I started prepping for a show. I think it was in like October is when I started working with him. That following spring in March is when I did my first show. And I like absolutely fell in love. I did four shows that year and I qualified for nationals. So I did my fourth show that year was nationals. And so, yeah, so this is when like competing started coming into it. And that's when I really knew that like fitness was going to be a part of my life and that I wanted to become a personal trainer. But it was a lot to do personal training, like getting that certification and 
studying for school as well because like I was still in school I still had to finish my degree so yeah I got super into competing and then after I graduated from college and I had a bunch of free time because I wasn't competing anymore (laughs) I got my personal training certification and that was like last fall and then before deciding if I wanted to like get a job at a gym or anything that's when I decided I wanted to move because I didn't want to get a job and then move and leave the job like four months later, you know? That's how I made that switch into leaving my accounting behind kind of and switching over to personal training. My mom has always been very supportive, but my dad was sort of like, well, I feel like you should do accounting and then like do your personal training on the side just to like have a backup or like keep looking for accounting jobs. Like he never really thought I could like make a living as a personal trainer. His side of the family is not, not healthy or not, like not into fitness, but my mom is super like granola hippie <laughs> vibes, so she's super supportive about it. I mean, I still think about like doing accounting for the meantime while I figure out what I'm doing with my life, but it's not my passion anymore. I don't think it ever really was. It was just something I was good at, and something you're good at is not necessarily going to be your your passion in life. Can you talk to somebody out there that might be listening to this right now and has a passion and is either in college or going to graduate from college soon and wants to pursue a passion but also has either friends or family members or a parent that is not in support of them pursuing their passion and that makes it hard for them to want to pursue what makes them happy, not necessarily pursuing something just because you majored in that in college? Well, I feel like that's always sort of been my mentality in life. But when I went to college, I got more close with my mom. She sort of like went through a transitional phase in her life. Like she stopped working, started doing more volunteer work and things that she enjoyed doing versus like going to her nine to five every single day. So like seeing her do that was sort of cool. But it also made me realize, but I always knew that there was like that, an underlying passion under there. And so like, I didn't want to go to a job that I was doing just to do the job, you know, I wanted to work every day because I loved it. And it made me feel fulfilled. Just doing a job to to get by is, is necessary at some points in your life, or it may be necessary depending upon your track in life. But I don't think that you should go through your whole life just waking up because your alarm goes off and getting ready for work and going into work, counting down the hours until you can go home. And when you go home, you're able to do the things that you want to do. You should be able to, to spend the time figuring out how you can morph your current either your current major, your current job or something, how you can sort of transition that or find connections between what you're currently doing and what you actually want to do. That'll help make it a little bit easier. And if you have a plan to sort of transition the two together, it'll make it a little bit more palatable for people in your family or friends that aren't as understanding and aren't as accepting. So like what I did for my parents, I was like, Yes, I'm not going to be using my accounting degree literally every single day doing accounting work or doing tax work. But if I own my own business, I'm still going to have to do all that business financial side of things. And having that business background, having that marketing background, having that entrepreneurship classes under my belt that I took in college will help me develop my business as a personal trainer. That's sort of how I morphed the two together and it made it a little bit better for them to understand, but they still they still don't understand fully and that's okay. I completely relate to that with communications too. Whatever job that I'm going to pursue, I am most likely going to have to know photography, video, social media, all of that. So even if I'm not doing a quote unquote like communications job or a marketing job, I'm still going to have to use all the skills that I learned in college too and put it towards like whatever kind of job I do. It's cool that even though your major isn't what you're necessarily pursuing right now, it can definitely still play a role into what you do in like any aspect of your life. One thing that you said is that you competed for like a year straight and you did like four competitions within one year. Is that something that is like normal for people to do to do that many competitions at once? Can you talk about like what the process of that was like and how that changed your body and your mindset and the way that you think about and look at like eating and exercise? Competing is it was definitely not an easy choice for me to decide to do because with all the information that out there and like social media and everything people show like the good and the bad sides of it I was definitely aware of the potential like harmful side effects that you could could come about from it 
but I still wanted to do it and I still wanted to try. So if you're listening to this and you're thinking about competing, like definitely do your research, definitely take your time making that decision. Don't just like hop into it because you think that the girls on stage like look pretty or they have nice bodies or whatever. Like it's freaking hard work. So like don't make that decision lightly. But I feel like doing four shows in one year, I did two back to back. So like one weekend after the next. And then I took a little bit of a, a little bit of a break. Then I did two more shows back to back. So I feel like some people either just do like one show just to say they did it or they like get the fire inside of them and it's something that like they really love and so they end up like doing a bunch and I think doing four shows might have been a little bit too much just because of how spaced out they were because by the time I got to the fourth show like my brain and like my heart was just like so over it like I spent six months dieting and doing cardio and training every single day tracking every morsel of food that went into my body drinking a gallon and a half of water a day and it can be really draining especially since I chose to start doing it in college my social life suffered a lot and a lot of my previous friends didn't really understand what I was doing so I like joined a different gym so I could be around people that like understood it and that's how I started making like more friends and it became a little bit easier when all the shows were like drawn out that's sort of when it starts to really like affect you if you don't do it properly. I mean, it was like my first round of shows. So like, I didn't really know what I was doing. I was still learning. And my coach at the time, he was a great guy and like knew a lot, but I don't think he knew enough to do it properly, like to coach me properly, especially for since I went to nationals, like for a national level show, it's very competitive. I looked great on like a local stage. But when I got to nationals, I realized like, oh, I'm not on par with these other girls that's something that you also have to think about is like you'll look at your body and look at somebody else's body and just be comparing every single day you will just compare and compare and compare and as much as you try and like shut it off it's still there because you're still trying to look the best on stage and you still want to look better than everybody else and you want the judges to think that you look better than everybody else so you can say like don't compare yourself but you can only control what you're doing you can't control what everybody else is doing you can't control their genetics how long they've been training and that's sort of where like the comparing needs to stop you know that's the one thing about competing is like or whenever somebody asks me like oh I've been thinking about competing like I've been working out for a while now and I kind of want to like take it to the next level I'm like I'll tell you two things you will never look at your body the same and you will never look at food the same because you're tracking all your food and like it's it's so hard to shut off that switch of like okay now I can just like enjoy something and not worry about how many calories are in it when for six to eight months previous you were tracking every single thing that went into your mouth and saying no to all these things and I sat through so many family dinners and like cried and just drank water because I wanted to eat so badly but I I couldn't and that's it sounds so horrible when I say it out loud oh my god but like you got to do what you got to do and like when you set this goal for yourself like you attain it so that was sort of like my all or nothing mindset going into it I guess when you went to the competition you noticed that you were not on the level that you wanted to be at and you said that was partially because of the person that was coaching you did you end up connecting with any other coaches after that that allowed you to feel like when you got into a competition you felt like you were finally on the same level or even maybe a better level than the other people that were around you My first coach, he was just local to North Carolina, like to my college. So it was nice to be able to go and see him in person if I needed like an extra push. But he just like dieted me too hard, got my calories really low. And I was doing a lot of cardio with like no break in sight. Like that, you can do that for like the science behind it. I don't want to like get into it too much. But you can diet really hard for like a few days at a time, but then you need to bring your calories back up. He never really did that with me. And so when my season was over, like since I had just been on like low calories this whole time, 
my brain and my body were just like, okay, we're done. Like, no more sage. Like, we're just going to eat. That's when, like, my eating habits really got out of hand. And I think I honestly, like, I don't think, I know I had, like, binge eating tendencies. I don't think I had binge eating disorder, but I definitely would, like, feel out of control sometimes and just, like, keep eating. I was telling myself, stop eating. But, like, my brain or my body just, like, kept eating, if that makes sense. I was home alone in college, and I was, I think it was someone's birthday. I think it might have been my roommate's birthday. And so there was, like, cake on the counter, like, leftover cake. And so I was like, okay, I'll just have, like, a little slice to, like, satisfy the craving. So I had a little slice. And then I was like, okay, that was sweet, so now I need something salty. And so I would have, like, some pretzels with peanut butter. And then I would just, like, keep going back and forth and, like, I would, like, reach into the bag of pretzels, and I'd be like, Allison, stop. Like, you already had some. Like, you don't even want this. You're not even craving this. Like, you're just eating it because you're eating it. Like, it doesn't – it's not satisfying you. It's not doing anything for you at this point. But, like, I still did it. Like, I literally couldn't control it. And I remember standing, like, in front of the pantry just, like, eating. My brain was – I was telling myself, Allison, like, just roll up the bag of pretzels and put the jar on of peanut butter away and just, like, walk away, like, go for a walk, go do something, and, like, I, like, physically could not, and, like, the only thing that stopped me was, like, one of my roommates came home, and I was, like, embarrassed. It really helped to, like, tell myself that, like, no foods are off limit, and, like, that food is always going to be there, so you don't have to shovel it all in at once. Like, you can go get pretzels and peanut butter anytime you want. You can go get a piece of chocolate anytime you want, so, like, there's no need for you to just, like, shovel it all in your mouth at once I guess and that really helps me with the mental aspect of that and helped like heal my relationship with food again and like obviously I had gained some weight after the show and like when you are so lean like that on stage you're only meant to be that lean for so long obviously but when you see yourself that lean it really messes with your body image so then when you do gain that like healthy weight back it's like a mind fuck it's like I'm healthy now but I don't like the way I look because I was so lean and it was cool to be that lean and I got more attention when I was that lean and now that I'm like gaining weight I'm like I feel like I don't belong in like the competing world because I don't look like it anymore it's such a huge struggle and I still struggle with it every day but it helps to focus on things instead of like how you look I've started getting back into powerlifting and so I focus on like how strong I could get this past year I started with a different coach and his name's Paul and he's like literally the greatest he's like honestly he's such a like role model and mentor and like father figure to me I look up to him so much for his knowledge and like his compassion and just like how much he cares about his athletes and he lives in Tampa so he has athletes like all over the country he actually has some like in foreign countries like in Europe but he's so smart and he took me through my last prep and like completely changed my body and like actually fed me food like when you're training like that and you're training so hard and you're you need to eat like you're an athlete so yeah we we had low calories and there were days that I was doing a lot of cardio like there was a day a few days in a row where he was like I need you to be as active as possible And I literally walked all day. Like I went on like a two-hour walk in the morning. Then I went to the gym and walked. And then I did another walk in the afternoon and another walk at night. And it was just like trying to be as active as possible. But then like after like two days of that, he was like, okay, you're just going to be a couch potato today and I'm going to feed you more food. And it worked. Like the, I don't, the science behind it is so crazy to me. And that's why I love it so much because after that, like my body started responding again and I started like getting leaner and losing more weight and it was like fantastic definitely if you're listening to this don't try anything that I'm saying don't go off of what I'm saying like hire somebody hire a professional like don't do it on your own how did you feel when you hit the stage for the first time and did you feel better hitting the stage for the second time because you knew that the way you prepared going in with Paul versus going in with your other coach Um, the first few times you competed like just what was that feeling like because of the difference in how you trained and how you prepared for the competition the first time I stepped on stage I was like obviously very nervous but I had so much fun and like I literally I felt like I like belonged up there almost and then when I got to like the national stage I was like okay I don't look like I should or I need to to be successful on this stage but 
it like lit a fire in me to like be better. So like I trained harder and I like built the muscle that I needed to. And then when I was working with Paul, like I was ready, like I looked good and like I actually did well on the national stage. I got top 10, which is a lot when there's like a lot of competitors in your height class. And I like have literally never felt so proud or like more accomplished. So that's sort of like the difference between the two. And Paul like like how will hype me up when I looked good. When if I didn't look how I should have, he's like, okay, this is what we need to fix. This is what we're gonna do. And I really appreciated like that, um, like critical mindset, like that constructive criticism, but also like with a plan moving forward, you know. Versus like my old coach, he would just be like, okay, you're not ready yet. And I'm like, okay, well, what are we gonna do about it? And he'd be like, uh, uh. I'm like, oh well, I'm glad you have confidence in yourself. Yeah, I definitely just like felt this fire to like keep going and like there like even currently now that I don't know when I'm going to compete again I still like there'll be random days where I just like get this fire in me to like prep for a show and like I really just want to like I love working that hard and like pushing myself that hard and so I don't think I'll ever like fully step away from the stage where it will become like not a part of my life anymore but I think that like when I get those feelings I'm like okay but you've done this for like almost three years straight you need a break. Your body needs a break. Your mind needs a break. You need to, like, fix the way you look at yourself, fix your relationship with food. You need to be able to, like, not track macros and not feel guilty. And, like, I'm finally getting there. So I'm like, okay, just push through. And it may be uncomfortable right now having so much freedom and having so much freedom to, like, oh, I don't want to go to the gym today. So, like, I'm not going to go. I'm just going to go for a walk. Like, if I was prepping for a show, I, that would not be an option. Like, I would have to force myself to go to the gym. And, like, I had done it before. Like, I had cried through workouts because I, like, just didn't want to be there so bad. And so I'm taking this time to, like, recharge, which is kind of nice. Like, you definitely need, like, those push and pull seasons in your life where those push seasons when I'm competing is, like, I just go all in and I dive into it and, like, it's all I do. And then those pull seasons where you, like, pull back and you invest in other things that you've been wanting to do. Did you meet your roommate through competing? And then is she on the same wavelength as you now? Is she also, like, pulling back and, like, not forcing workouts, having a more relaxed lifestyle? Is that something that you guys can, like, bond over and come together on? If that's okay for me to ask. Oh, yeah. So we actually met at my first show. We have photos of us, like, on stage next to each other, and, like, we didn't know who each other were. And, like, we sort of, like, shared some passing words, like, backstage um, because we had some mutual friends backstage. But then I posted the video of us on stage next to each other, and someone tagged her in the comments and was like, Kelsey, like, oh, this is Kelsey. And she was like, oh, my gosh, can you, like, send me that? And so then we, like, exchanged phone numbers, and I sent her that video. That was, like, March of 2018, and we, like, kept in contact that entire year. So we were, like, keeping each other accountable in our off seasons and, like, you know, just, like, replying to each other's stories and whatnot. I actually went to visit her in Boston in February of 2019, and we went to, like, a comedy show together from our it's like our favorite podcast. It's called Girls Gotta Eat. I love that podcast and I cannot believe that you saw them live. That is so freaking cool. It was so much fun. That was in February. And then in March, we went to the Arnold Fitness Expo in Ohio. We just did a bunch of traveling together because we were, we were both competing and both sort of in the same like life season. So we went to Charleston and went to a show together, a bodybuilding show. After we both finished competing, we went to, I went did a spontaneous trip to Chicago in October and she saw that I was there and so she just like booked a flight the next day and like came and hung out with me which was really cool and like that's sort of when we decided that we were gonna like we should we should move somewhere like she hated Boston I hated being home in Kennet like outside of Philly and so we were both like okay let's move somewhere like let's be roommates and so we started like trying to figure out where we wanted and then I did a spontaneous trip to Austin Texas and I was like oh my gosh you would love it so much we should we should come back together and so then we came back in January and toured apartments and she fell in love with it too. So we both took a break from competing at the same point. And since we both did a bunch of traveling together, it was sort of nice to like have that freedom with somebody else. And yeah, we both are doing like, well, we're doing like intuitive eating and like just kind of like working out whenever we wanted. And then like quarantine happened. And so 
we were trying to tackle our home workouts together, which is hard when you're used to like training in the gym every single day. But we made it work. We did bands and we like motivated each other with partner workouts and stuff like that. And now she's working with a coach. She's tracking macros again, just to be a little bit more consistent and be a little bit more confident in the way she looks. So now it's sort of like I'm intuitive eating and she's tracking macros. And it is a little bit harder seeing her like track macros and like reach her goals, (laughs) honestly, because it makes me want to do it. But then I have to like remind myself that like, okay, I'm intuitive eating for a reason. So I need to remind myself like why I'm doing that, even if it's hard watching her do that. But for the most part, like we're aligned on the same thing. I'm not like asking her to go eat cheeseburgers and like pizza all the time. Like I just get to like throw my meals together and not have to weigh it and everything. And that's very refreshing. (laughs) Can you talk a little bit more about what your mindset is like now and your future plans and where you want to go from here? I don't know. I'm still trying to figure it out. Friday, I quit my job. So I was working at Starbucks like in the meantime until I found something more permanent here in Austin. And then the pandemic happened and everything shut down and nowhere's hiring. So I'm glad that I had Starbucks as that like safety net. It kept me busy, but it also was very like detrimental to my mental health. I think my manager, we did not get along, (laughs) if I'm being completely honest. I did love all my other coworkers, which was nice. Um, But I think the environment was just too fast-paced and too high-stress. I just didn't think that they they cared about the performance of the store, not necessarily the people that were making the store perform that way, which is, like, my only criticism for them. But I think that's why it was so draining on me mentally and why, like, I would literally cry every single day on my way home from work, like, in the car. Like, it was, like, so overly frustrated with it. And I, but I didn't want to quit because I knew I needed a job because, hello, I need to pay rent and, like, my pay for a dog and, like, feed myself. <laughs> so I quit my job, basically. That's the long story. But I talked to my mom, and she was just like, I mean, you do what you need to do. Like, you do need a job, but, like, I'm here to support you, and, like, I will help you if you need it. And so I'm really thankful that she's in my corner supporting me, sort of without any plan. And so right now I'm just trying to figure out like basically who I am in this season of my life. And like, I need to figure out what I want to do long term and what makes me happy. And all of that keeps rooting back to like some sort of career in fitness. So I'm trying to brainstorm about like where I could take things. If I like, I used to want to be a competition coach. Like I wanted to work as a coach on my, my coach's team. So work underneath Paul and like coach people competing. Um, And I still see myself do that because I love working with people who are very motivated and very intense and basically will do anything. It's sort of hard for me to work with clients who are wishy-washy and like not all in it, I guess, just because my mentality behind things is like, okay, if I say I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. So like, why aren't you doing it if you said you were going to do it and you're paying me to help you do it? So I don't know. We'll see. I might morph over into more like the mental health aspect just because that's what I'm going through right now and more body positivity and all of that. Try not to focus on like your worth is not defined by what you look like and your health is not defined by what you look like as well. So I don't know. Still trying to figure things out. And obviously it's not going to come to me all in less than a week after I quit my job. It's going to take some time. Can you talk a little bit more about what you learned in like the mental health aspect from competing and going through all of that? Just like shifts in your mindset, your body image, all of that stuff. Yeah, so competing, it definitely takes a toll on like your mental, obviously, because you're like, go, go, go all the time. And you have to be very strict and rigid. And your like relationships in your family life definitely suffer. So like there will be some people that don't understand and you'll have to be okay with like letting those relationships and those friendships go if it's something that really, if competing is something that really means a lot to you. And honestly, I think that competing, when I was prepping for a show, my mental health was a lot better because I had a clear goal and I had a routine and every single day I would do the same thing. I would wake up and do my like little journaling in the morning and like repeat to myself that I was going to do, I was going to like win the day is basically what I would tell myself. Like I would have a checklist in my phone and it'd be like, did you win today? And then I, I would only be able to check it off if I actually like did my training, I did my cardio, I like did my best. 
everything I was supposed to do. So I think that that aspect of it is like really good for your mental health. It like gives you something to focus on and gives you a clear goal and like the steps to get there. But once you're done competing, I think is where the mental struggle starts to come in. I sort of came out of competing and was like, okay, now what? Like, what do I do? I felt very lost and, like, just didn't know what to do. And, like, my whole life had been competing at this point. Coming out of it, you're just like, well, what do I do now? So it's important to set up those routines and those habits that protect your mental health and continue them after you've stepped away from the stage. And it's still hard for me to, like, it's still hard for me to, like, sit down and eat a meal and be like, oh, my gosh, like, this has too many carbs and this has a lot of fat and, like, I'm not eating enough protein and, like, I haven't had enough water. It's still hard for me to, like, shut that part of my brain off and just eat, like, what I want to eat and eat until I'm full and be able to stop eating even if the plate is not completely empty. Because, like, when you're competing, it's, like, you make what is on your plate and you eat all of it. Then you count down hours until you eat again. So, like, that mental aspect with regards to, like, how I look at food and how I'm eating every day, it's gotten a lot better. Like, now I can just, like, wake up in the morning and, like, do my morning routine. I drink my water. I drink my greens. And then I drink my coffee. And some days I, like, unintentionally, like, fast all morning. And I'm like, oh, shoot, like, I didn't even eat breakfast, but, like, I didn't even notice because I wasn't hungry or, like, I wasn't thinking about food. Whereas before I would, like, if I was out running errands, I would, like, drive past every single fast food and be like, oh, my God, that sounds so good. Or, like, I would walk through the grocery store and, like, sniff the bakery aisle. And I'm still working on, like, the whole accepting the way I look now. Like, I don't say I love the way I look, but I also don't mind it. It's definitely hard for me, especially on days where I'm, like, going somewhere where I need to look nice, want to dress cute, and, I like, I have this closet full of clothes and only, like, a third of them actually fit and, like, actually make me feel good in them. So it's hard to, like, have to go to the store and, like, buy bigger clothes now because things that I used to be able to wear, like, don't fit. There have been so many times where I've cried in front of the mirror. And I always think to myself, like, I'm single right now, but, like, there have been times where I caught myself saying, like, oh, I'm going to be single for my whole life because nobody's going to, like, want to love me because I don't have abs. I was reading, I bookmarked a post. Her Instagram handle is, I think it's Fit Fat and all that. And I love her so much. She has a boyfriend and they did like this really like, I it, I guess it'd be like a boudoir shoot, I guess. She was in like cute lingerie and they were like in bed together and her caption was like, um, I'll never have a boyfriend because he won't love me because I'm fat or like he, he'll only look at me and like think about my roles. I read it and I was like, wow, like did you pull that out of my brain? I think I saw that post probably because you reshared it and it was with her current boyfriend, right? How like he loves her for who she is, but she thought that she was never going to be able to find somebody like that. And I think that is so important, but also kind of hard in this day and age because there are so many like fitspo couples out there like have to have somebody that goes to the gym with you and like wants to do all that stuff with you. There's not enough content like just because we consume so much content day to day like it's kind of weird that I'm saying that but there's just not enough content out there that we're consuming as we're scrolling on social media that's about a boyfriend or girlfriend that loves you for who you are and not boyfriends and girlfriends that go to the gym and lift and have abs and all of that stuff together. I think that's why it's so hard and why I'm like, I like don't really want to be in a relationship right now either. The place where I interact with the most people is at the gym and like the past competitor in me is like, I want somebody who's like so into fitness. Like I want somebody who like is a competitor and they know exactly what it feels like and they are shredded and like have big muscles and like that's definitely what I see myself being attracted to. But at the same time, like I also don't want that because I know that they would make me feel guilty if I like just vegged out on the couch for a few days but I also don't want somebody that's like not into fitness at all because it's such a big part of my life and I want them to be able to understand it you know and I want to be able to like share in those things with them I mean I'll be completely honest I was with somebody like that two years ago I fell into a relationship with somebody that was all into fitness and I thought that's what I wanted at the time because it was something that we could bond over I was like I think that's the kind of person that I want to be with but (laughs) it, it is really hard because 
I was not in the best place mentally and I mean now that I'm with somebody where I can be completely open and honest and a thousand percent myself I know back then that I felt like I was like a jar with all of these things inside of me and I was afraid to like open up the jar and like let those little parts of me come out oh my god what am I saying that sounded so deep and <laughs> you don't want to feel like judged for like letting these parts of you out that like the other person you know the other person like may not connect with you know exactly and the one thing that we could connect on was fitness but unfortunately I don't know it's hard because there is a point when like you first get introduced into fitness where you think this is me this is who I am this is my entire identity but then like personally in my opinion like you're a very strong person because you've dug deeper you've gone through that phase where you thought fitness was everything but now you're on another deeper level where you're like oh there's more to me and you're exploring that and that's scary but it's very important that if you are going to share your time and your life with somebody there's somebody that can meet you on that deeper level than just the surface of like I like to lift weights and eat food by the numbers you know yeah, and that's sort of what I realized is like I was in a relationship last year. We were both like super into competing. We both had the same lifestyle. I realized that he was like in it for the long term too. And I was like, I don't think I see myself doing this with this intensity long term. Like, I don't think I can do this. I think that's what made me realize like I don't need somebody that competes. I just need somebody that like appreciates it and will like experience those things with me but also has more to them as well. You don't have to connect on every single level, but it's also important to like not feel ashamed if you want to like share something that you guys like different opinions, you know? Yeah, I completely agree. And I feel like I've asked you all the questions that I wanted to ask and I've talked about everything that was kind of floating around in my brain. So is there anything else that you would like to cover or anything else that you would like to talk about? I don't know. I just think it's so funny that like we sort of had overlapping friend groups in high school and when we went to college we were sort of on like parallel paths. Now we've sort of like started to come together almost. Our paths are no longer like parallel. They're crossing now and it's like it's very refreshing to be able to connect with somebody like that. I love that too and the one thing that I shared with you through Instagram that I would like to share here is how like when you become your own person and pursue something like competing or for me it was just fitness but doing fitness was enough for me to feel like the black sheep in even high school and definitely college as well. So that's something that we were also going through around the same time and now we're going through that too where after I finished college I moved right into Philly and I started pursuing this life that now that I've come full circle I'm like okay that wasn't the path for me or it isn't the path that I want to follow anymore at this point in my life. So I'm taking my quote unquote gap year right now I guess but I'm back at home and just kind of I know that there is more out there in the world and I definitely want to go and explore that as well just like you are right now. Yeah, and it's like you moving to Philly, it's like you never would have, like you thought it was what you wanted and like you never know if it's going to be actually something that you want until you do it, which is also like why I moved. I was like, hey, I like it right now and like I might hate it in a year and I might want to move somewhere else, but like I would never know unless I tried. So sometimes you just got to like take that risk and like do that thing that you want to do and like you might be unsuccessful, but like sometimes you, you just got to try it and you'll fail sometimes and then you'll succeed other times and like, yeah, you never know unless you try. 